Why are you building a business? What's the purpose? What's the reason? Why are you doing all this? Why do you get up in the morning? What are you looking to create? What are you building? Let's talk about purpose, why and creation. You may have heard some waves crashing in the background of the introduction to this episode. I am sat at a table in Puerto Vallarta on the beach in Mexico. Katie is next to me. She's working on some data. Uh, What else would she be doing? And I wanted to do the episode, or at least the start, because I think the crashing waves, eventually you'll get annoyed with them. But to start with, it's quite therapeutic. I wanted to do this episode here because it's the why we're doing business. And there's so many different levels to this. Why? Why are you doing it? Are you doing it to help people? Are you doing it to build a business to help your family? Are you doing it to build the lifestyle you want to have? Why are you doing this and what are you building? Because so many times people come to me with business ideas and they say, I think I should do this. And every time I hear the word should, every time you hear the word should, I want you to think, who is telling you should? Is it society? Is it your parents? Is it someone else? Who's telling you should? So these people come to me and say, I should do this. I had a fabulous conversation with a lady a couple of weeks ago. She came to me and said, I feel like I should invest in real estate. That's interesting. Who's telling you that? Well, lots of people tell me real estate is a good idea. Real estate is this. Real estate is that. I should do it. I'm missing out. And there was big pressure on her to do real estate. So I then asked the question, well, what are you building towards? What do you want your life to be like? And she described a life and she said, actually, Alan, I want to be a bit like you and Katie. I want to be nomadic. Uh, I want to go traveling, experience different places. That's interesting. Okay. Katie and I are actually in the process of working to sell our investment property because we want to be around the world. I want to be here next to the beach in Mexico. I want to be eating Mexican food. I want to be traveling to Thailand, especially when the world has healed from COVID. We want to be out and about and seeing the world. And owning property in Basingstoke, Hampshire, England, doesn't really fit with the lifestyle that we want to live. So I keep asking people, like, what do you actually want to be life to be like? And then let's build that. Don't do something because you think you should. Don't build that business because, well, I should do this or I should do that or I should invest in property or I should do this. Let's build the life you actually want because the extraordinary belongs to those that create it. So all you need to do is work out what extraordinary means to you. What does extraordinary mean? Is it, is it the business that helps lots of people and gets you messages saying you've helped and gives you energy? Is it you want to make a change in the world? Is it a lifestyle you want to live? What does extraordinary mean to you? And then let's build it. Because you can build anything you want to. You can build a business doing anything you want to. Why would you ever build a business doing something you don't like? Why would you ever do something that you should 
in inverted commas do? Why don't you work out what you actually want to do and do that? Because you can do anything. You can spend your days doing anything. And I've been constantly surprised by the different businesses that people create, the different lifestyles people live. And the variety on this planet is unbelievable. You don't have to live like everyone else. You don't have to live like people should. You can live how you want to, any way you want to. So the question is, what do you want to build? And that is the subject of this episode. And this episode is a little bit different. It's the first one where it's just me chatting to you. So it's just me and you. We're going to have a chat. We're going to work out what do you want to build? What do you want life to be like? And then we're going to go about creating it. Because why wouldn't you spend your time each day, your daily actions, your daily habits, building the life you want to live? Why wouldn't you? So let's start. Let's create something extraordinary together. The extraordinary belongs to those that create it. Rebelling against business plans and debt, rebelling against what society expects of us to build cool businesses, make money, have fun and do good. Let's create something extraordinary together. Welcome to The Rebel Entrepreneur. So you may have noticed there was a different introduction again. (laughs) Uh, Your feedback from season one of the podcast was you didn't like my cheesy American intro. And that was mainly from the American listeners, which was interesting. So I created a new version for season two. There was a lot of drama doing that, a lot of different versions. Tell you what, it's incredible how much work you can put just into the introduction of a podcast. And I was speaking to one of the fans, one of the guests on Zoom yesterday, and he said, Alan, I got to tell you, I don't like the new introduction. (laughs) I, I didn't like the one before, but I liked it more than this. I was like, no, how much work have we put into it? Uh, so Andrew has put some different music behind the words. I'd actually love to know your thoughts about this introduction. Let me know what you think. Send me a message on my website. Tweet me, Facebook me, who knows what. Tell me what you think. Or if you're listening to this and you've got skills, maybe you can help me create a version of the introduction that actually like reflects the show because I think that's my challenge. The guy yesterday I was speaking to, Will, he, he was saying it just doesn't reflect the energy of the show, the introduction. So yeah, if you've got skills, maybe you can help me. I've got to come up with something for the introduction. I did think yesterday when I was speaking to him, I'm just going to have nothing. I'm going to have a bit of audio that says, this is where the introduction should be. Welcome to the show. Uh, <laughs> but I feel like I need something at the beginning to have the energy. So yeah, there we are. Let me know what you think of season two's introduction to the show and outro and the new one that Andrew has created with the new audio. And let me know if you've got skills and you think you can help me improve. But I tell you what, the one message I would have you from this little rambling from me is that despite having what people say is a dreadful introduction to the show, thankfully, you're getting past it and still listening. And we've got out there and we've had 100,000 downloads with a mediocre intro to the show. So there we are. Tell me whether you love it. Tell me whether you hate it. This thing's causing me unbelievable uh, 
palpitations, but I will get there and I will keep helping you with your business, despite my choice of introductions. You are where you are now because of the sum of all of the decisions and actions you've taken up until this point. Yes, there's been outside forces. Yes, there's been things happening. But you got here because of what you chose. You chose the career you were in. You chose the business you wanted to start. You chose the people you wanted to surround yourself with. You choose your life. And you are where you are now because of what you have done. That, for me... When I first heard that, it was an incredibly disappointing thing because I wasn't very far along in life. I was struggling. I was a mess. I felt like I had lots of people to blame. I could blame the people that were at school with me, that bullied me. I could blame my financial situation with my family and the debt my father put me into. Well, he didn't put me into debt. He put the family into and the problems. I could blame everything. And it was a disappointing thought. But actually, as I explored it, it became an empowering thought. Because if I am where I am because of what I've done, I can change that. I can change what I'm doing. I can change how I act daily. I can change who I hang around with, who I spend my time with, what type of business I'm doing, what job I'm in. I can change all of it. And if I do that, I'll be headed to a new destination. And that, that thought is inspiring because you can take control from now. You can choose where you're going. You can choose the life you want to live. And if you don't like something about your life, change it. Let's get empowered. If you don't like where you live, change it. If you don't like who you hang out with, change it. If people drag you down, change it. If you don't like the job you've got, change it. It's an incredible world out there of opportunities and things that you can do. Take control and change it. Which actually brings us to a really interesting question and one I've wrestled with for years. What do you actually want your life to be like? How do you want your life to be? How do you want to spend your days? What type of work do you want to do? Where do you want to be? Who do you want to be surrounded with? Like These are the questions that are going to create the vision, that's going to create the picture of the dream life that you can start to move towards. But if you don't have a picture, if you don't have a vision, if you don't have an idea of where you're heading, well, how can you move towards it on a daily basis? Because then you're just doing stuff. You're doing stuff every day. You're not building consciously. You're not creating consciously. You're just doing what needs to be done. You're responding to the whims of other people, the agendas of other people, and you're not actually consciously creating and doing stuff. So this starts with imagining life as you want it to be. So how do you want life to be? What do you want it to be like? That is a question I would love you to explore now. As I talk, as I ask you questions, as we chat together on this podcast, I would like to start you to think. And then when you get home, I want you to take out pen and paper and really start to think because it's writing. It's freezing your thoughts on paper that allows you to capture them, explore them, and really think about what you want to create in your life. And where things have really changed for me is as I have started to write stuff down. And I heard this from all the self-development gurus, like Brian Tracy's telling you, write it down, it's higher chance of it happening and all that stuff. So I started doing it, but only half-heartedly. And I would write in my notebook and different bits. But over the last 
don't know, five, six, seven years. I've really taken that to heart. I make notes. I journal. I use OneNote. Uh, it's one of my favorite tools. I write everything in there. I hate Microsoft passwords, but that's a whole other subject. I use OneNote. I write things down. I write in my notebook. I capture my thoughts. I write things down. And it has an incredibly powerful effect for me being able to really explore my thoughts, to see what I'm thinking, to freeze what's going on in my mind so I can take a look at it and really explore what's going on with me and where I want to go. Now, there's a Stephen Covey quote that has been ringing in my ears for many years, which is, start with the end in mind. And this is an incredibly powerful thought. What do you want to build? What's the end goal? What type of business are you building? What type of life are you building? Where are you going with this? Because if you start with the end in mind, then you can start building towards it. Because would you ever start building a house without knowing exactly what it's going to look like? You'll have architect's drawings. You'll have all the thoughts written down on paper. You'll have quantity surveyors who tell you how many bricks you need and what materials you need. You'd never start building a house without knowing what it's going to look like at the end. Well, why aren't we doing that with our lives? Why aren't you consciously creating and building? Because if you do that, if you take the daily actions to lay the bricks that build the life you want to build, it is incredible what you can build. The question is, what is that end? What are you going to build? Where are you going? And there's a whole bunch of questions that I want you to answer. I've actually got a blog article on uh, my blog, alandonegan.com, that has all of the questions Katie and I ask ourselves each year to help think about what the type of life we want to build is. So have a look at that on the blog. I'm going to ask you some more of the questions in a minute. But before we do that, I wanted to explore the different types of business that you can build. Because I think it's really important to know what you're getting into before you start. Because, well, I've done the opposite and it doesn't always work. Uh, I've just kind of gone and built a business and I've done it because I was excited or because I felt I should or for whatever the reason I did it. And then I've ended up with something that I haven't necessarily wanted. And then it's quite tough to get back out. So let's look at the four different types of business we're going to talk about today. And there's some subcategories within this. But broadly speaking, you've got self-employed. So you work for yourself. It's a self-employed thing. It is a business, but you're self-employed. Then you've got business. You own a business. You run a business. It's something that is out there working. And I'll come on to what the difference between these is in a minute. Next, you've got employed. So you could be working for someone else. And that's fine. You've got a job. You work for someone else within a business. And then finally, you've got investor, which is someone who puts money into a business or owns a business or buys a business. And those are the kind of four categories you've got. Employed is fairly easy. Lots of people have jobs and actually quite often people are in several categories. So if you run a side hustle, you might be employed and self-employed. And that's a really interesting position to be. And jobs are definitely not all bad. They can be excellent. I've got some friends with some incredible jobs, some incredible positions. They can be amazing. You can earn great money and it can help you get to where you want to. So I definitely don't want to downspeak on jobs, but I am going to upspeak on the other options because that's what's created the life I want. 
So let's start with the difference between self-employed and a business. And for me, it's this thing called a revolver test. Now, if you live in America, please don't actually do this because I know you guys have guns over there. If you live in the UK, I feel a lot more confident because you don't have access to an actual revolver. This is a thought experiment. And this is the difference between self-employed and a business. And I want you to imagine what you would do. So for me, when I was running pop-up business school at the start, I would imagine someone putting a revolver to my head and pulling the trigger. So I'd be dead. I'd be gone. And it's quite a morbid one, this one, but go with me. It's okay. We're not actually doing this. I'm still here. And I would then think, would the business survive without me? That's the key question. So if I'm gone, would it survive? If the business dies with me, I, it won't continue. It won't work without me. Then it's self-employment because unless I show up every day, unless I do what I do, it won't run. If the business survives without me, it's a business. It's actually operating without you. It'll do what it does. It'll grow. And that's a fascinating thing to start to think about. Maybe you've been running your business for several years. I would start asking you the question, is this self-employment or is this a business? Now, there's a massive drive amongst entrepreneurial education to go for scalable sustainable businesses. And I think that's a load of crap. You do not have to scale your business. You do not have to go crazy with it. There is nothing wrong with having a self-employed or a lifestyle business. I actually think they are quite miraculous and quite marvellous. You do not have to scale if you don't want to. Please hear me. You have my permission not to scale because there's so much pressure from business education, business drive. We must scale. We must franchise. We must set up new units. We must grow, grow, grow. No, you don't have to if you don't want to. It's okay to have a wonderful little business that earns you money and you have fun doing. And there's so many examples of that from the pop-up catalogue of businesses. But let me just give you mine. When I was doing the corporate training, I was running presentation skills courses for Microsoft presence courses. So I would teach them how to have more presence, gravitas, when they are communicating with CEOs of large companies. I really enjoyed that. They would put six people in a room with me for two days. I would teach them all about presence, communication and impact and they would come out slightly differently afterwards. It was a huge amount of fun. The client loved the courses and I got paid really well. At the time, I was earning about £1,100 a day. So each course was uh, £2,100, which is probably about $3,000. Like That's not a bad amount of money. That's a pretty good. And I only needed to work sort of probably if I ran two courses a month, I'd be earning $6,000. Like That's a decent amount of money. Now, I had to spend other time winning the clients, getting the business and all that stuff. But actually, it was a wonderful lifestyle business that allowed me to do other things. And that's okay. You can build a lifestyle business that doesn't take all of your time and you can spend time with your family or do your other projects or read or whatever it is you want to do. That is cool. You can build a lifestyle business if that's what you want. Because actually, to get from the transition from a self-employed or a lifestyle business to a business, it's actually quite hard. And uh, well, it took me many, many years and a lot of pain. And it's interesting. I remember the 
first time Katie and I booked to go away for an extended period. Well, actually, that's not the first time. It's the second time. But we'll come back to the other one. So the second time we did it, we booked a month off. I think there was four or so people in the business at the time. Simon, James, Henry and Jack. And Katie and I went to Texas for several weeks. We were meeting people. We were having fun. We were doing things. And then we were off to Longmont to run the pop-up business school with Pete, Mr. Money Mustache. That was an incredible event and I loved it. And I remember coming back from this and I was like, what's happened Where I, while I've been gone? Why are there no events booked in? What's going on with the business? Everything seems to have stopped. And I got quite agitated and I came back in a flurry of energy and I think I really pissed off Simon and the others because I was like, nothing's happened. What have you been doing? And I was like, this is falling to pieces. And uh, we had a little bit of a grump at each other, Simon and I. And it's interesting, like he came back a week or so later after thinking about it and said that when I went off, he was just doing what he did. And it took him about two weeks, he said, to realize that I disappeared. And then he was like, oh, Alan's gone. Uh, Things aren't happening as they were. I need to step up. And he started to step up and he started to ramp up and he was just getting into it another couple of weeks just to start to get into it and to take control. And then I came back and went, ah, nothing's happened. Come on, we need to do things. And I really, really annoyed him. And it was very painful for all of us. But that was my realisation of, oh, if I'd have just left, I think given time, they would have gone, oh, Alan's not here. There's a big hole. We need to step up. But like, it really worried me. The business would have died if I didn't continue to put my energy into it. And at that time, I was the driving force. I had the energy. I made it happen. I drove. And I do have that energy. And Simon and I's partnership worked very well because we complemented each other. But when you remove me or him, it creates a hole. And the particular skills and energy I brought to the thing was the drive, the making things happen, the following up, the the winning the business. And as I disappeared, those things were left undone and the business went down whilst I was away. And that was a really interesting experience. And we had to find out, we worked very hard together to work out next time I go away, how are we going to act differently? Like, how do we cover the Allen-shaped hole? And when I come back, how do I make sure I don't annoy everyone? How do I make sure we don't fall out? But it was really interesting. I had not crossed the line between self-employed and a business owner. And that set me thinking about this exact bit. And we started to learn, we started to grow, and we started to move towards it. And it's actually been a constant journey for the next couple of years afterwards. And we had all sorts of different setbacks, all sorts of different things. And you learn. And I guess part of this episode is I want you to realize that things are going to go wrong. Stuff is going to happen. God forbid a client gets let down, which happens occasionally. Like It's going to happen. It's how you respond that is important. Things get dropped. Things get mismanaged. It's how you respond that is important and you keep going. So that transition from self-employed to business is a really fascinating one. And you need to work out whether you want to put the time, the energy and invest yourself into making that transition 
or whether you're just happy being self-employed and a lifestyle business. And neither, neither answer is wrong. Like you can be either. It doesn't really matter. And then the final quadrant to talk about is the investor, which is the financial independence stuff, which I'm sure you've heard me mention on the show. And you will have heard from season one. We had uh, J.L. Collins on on episode 22, doing the Entrepreneur's Guide to Investing. And we've mentioned this stuff a lot. Episode 13 was with Mr. Money Mustache in season one. We've mentioned financial independence a lot. But actually, from any of these other areas, employed, self-employed or business owner, the idea is you take a portion of your profits and you invest it into other people's businesses. So you become an investor, you become the money which creates you a return. And that is where you get to the passive income bit. So you use employment, self-employment or your business to build up cash and make cash. And then you put that cash into an investment which produces more cash in a passive return. And that's how you eventually get to financial independence. So I don't care which of those quadrants you're in. You should be taking a percentage of your money and investing it. And if you don't know how to do the investment piece, yes, listen to episode 22 with J.L. Collins. He wrote the book Simple Path to Wealth. It's an incredible book. Read that book. Listen to Choose FI, Choose Financial Independence. That's the podcast that I partner with to do this. Brad and Jonathan are incredible guides into the world of financial independence. But this is the long term play to keep the money coming in. Because if you're self-employed and you stop working, the money stops. If you manage to set it up as a business and it works without you, the money will continue. It's still risky, though, because you're not diversified. You're in one business. And if things change, if that business changes, you have a risk. Ideally, you take the money you get from employed, self-employed and a business and you invest it in broad-based index funds to create a long-term return so you can live the life of your dream without having to work. You work because you choose to work, not because you have to work. So the question I've got for you is what's the dream life you want? What do you really want? Do you want a self-employed business? Do you want a lifestyle business? Do you want a YouTube channel where you can film videos and build this incredible business and you can do it alongside other stuff? Do you want to build a big business? And there's nothing wrong with that. You can build an incredible business. Do you want to become an investor? Do you want to stay employed and then invest your money to get that return? There's no wrong answers here. They're all different options. Just decide which one you want and then let's start building it because the extraordinary belongs to those that create it. And if you start with that decision about what you want, and then we start to build and create every single day, I promise you, you can build an exceptional life. Let's start to create a vision of how you want your life to be. And to make this easier, like that's a very broad question. Let's create a vision, Alan. Woo! That's a broad question. It's very difficult to answer. So Let's break this down into different areas and work through them. So I'm going to give you seven major areas to think about, and I'd love you to write these down. And I would love you to start to think about what do I actually want my life to be like in these areas? And the first is finance and money. What do you want your life to be like financially? What do you want your life to be like? Do you want investments? Do you want it to be simple? Are you living paycheck to paycheck and you'd like to improve that? Do you have debt? Do you want to pay off your debt? Like, where are you in your finances and money? And what would this area of your life ideally be like? 
And just to give you an example, the goal that Katie and I set probably seven, eight years ago now was to be financially independent. And we had a very simple target. We wanted one million pounds invested, which at the 4% rule, which I know I'm getting technical here, but bear with me, uh, gives us £40,000 a year to live off for the rest of our life. And that was our simple goal, a million pounds invested. That's what we wanted our financial life to be like. And then we set about working towards it every single week. We would think about it. We would invest. We would save. We would optimize tax. We'd think about what we're doing and we would work towards it. And we had a simple vision. And that vision gave us the energy and the drive and the motivation to do this stuff every single day. And it pulled us towards where we want to go. So my question is, what do you want your life to be like financially? And then let's start to work on it. So the first one is finance and money. Number two is business and career. What do you want your life to be like in terms of your work? Because like having work, having purpose is a really, really, well, I was going to say it's a really good thing, but I changed my mind. It's essential. Like having purpose is what gets you out of bed, what keeps you going. This podcast, Helping You, gives me the drive. Pop-Up Business School, which is now Rebel Business School, gives me the drive to get out there and to help people and to do things. And even though I don't have to work anymore, Katie and I hit that financial target several years ago, and I never have to work again if I don't want to. Even though I don't have to work, I still get out of bed and do this podcast because helping you is my raison d'etre. So what do you want your business, your career to be like? Do you want a lifestyle business or do you want a business with staff and do you want to grow something big? Or do you want to become an investor? Do you want to stay employed? What do you want your business and career to be like? Because you can build anything. And the final question here is, you can start a business doing anything. Why would you ever choose something you don't like? You can get a job doing pretty much anything. Why would you ever choose something you don't like? Pick something that gives you energy and gets you out of bed. So the second area is business and career. The third area is relationships. Who are the key people in your life? What are your relationships like with them? How much time do you spend with them? Who are you friends with? What are the relationships like in your business? Who are the key people? And if I look at my key relationships, there's my incredible wife, Katie, who I love dearly. And that is something I want to invest my time in. There's my business partner, Simon. Simon, I love you. I love creating with you. I want him close to me and I want to spend time with me. There's my amazing gang, the DFGs that I spend time with, the Donegans, Frasers and Goffs. There's all these different people. And I focus on those relationships because those are the people that I want to spend my time with. And the final thought on relationships is you become the sum of the five people closest to you. So I'd like you to look around at your five closest relationships and think, are they dragging you down or are they lifting you up? Are they taking you towards the life you want to live or are they actually holding you back from it? Because this is a key bit. People will either lift you up or drag you down. There's very few neutral people in your life. So think carefully about who you want to be surrounded with. So the third area is relationships. The fourth is health and wellness. You have nothing without health. And I think that's really interesting. Uh, Warren Buffett, the richest man in the world, was uh, talking. There was a young guy who asked him a question, and I can't remember exactly what the question is. But he said to this young guy, 
I would swap my entire wealth for your youth. And let's think about that for a second, because, well, he's worth a few pounds. He's one of the richest men in the world. And he would swap his entire wealth for youth. You can't get your health and your wellness back. Money is not a substitute for it. So being healthy and being well is critical. How do you want your body to be? How do you want your energy to be? How do you want your life to be? These are critical, critical thoughts. And this is something that we're going to be coming on to later in season two. So coming up in episode 16, I've got Tanessa Shears talking about entrepreneurial energy, because I truly believe that your energy is the thing that makes a massive difference. People look at me and go, Alan, how have you got so much energy? You run workshops all day and then you do this at night and you drive on. My energy is what builds my life. This is the building blocks, my thoughts, my energy, my drive, and it all comes from my health and my wellness. So eating right, drinking lots of water. I don't drink alcohol. I'm completely teetotal and I genuinely believe that's had a huge impact on me. I found out the other day, the average person in the United Kingdom has five years of hangovers during their life. Five years, they are hungover and feeling like rubbish. What do you think I could achieve in those five years? Well, you know, I've had those five years and I've done stuff with it with Katie. Like We have created an incredible life and that's based on our energy and our wellness that's built in. So what do you want your energy to be like? Do you wake up tired or do you wake up refreshed and wanting to do things? In the afternoon, do you power down or do you have drive to have fun and do things? Do you have enough energy for your family in the evening? I mean, there's a key one. You spend your energy in the day doing your work. Do you have enough to give to your partner, to your relationships, to your friends and your family in the evenings? Because there's one thing I would tell you. Have a vision for your health and wellness and then work towards it. Because your energy, your health, it's all you've got. Let's look after it. Area five, recreation and play. Like, why are we doing all of this if we can't have fun every now and again? And let's be honest, this is the one that Katie and I forget to focus on every now and again. Um, But recreation and play is key. What do you do for fun? How do you have fun? It's okay to have fun. And I think one of the statements that David Allen said to me, and David Allen, I'm so lucky that David Allen from Getting Things Done is on the podcast in episode 15. Do listen to that episode. One of the things he said to us is, time you enjoy wasting is not time wasted. And Katie and I have had to repeat that to ourselves because we're so driven to create the life we want. Sometimes we forget to have fun. So if you enjoy watching a Netflix show in the evening, if you enjoy going for a walk with your partner, if you enjoy just lying on the couch and zoning out for a while, like time you enjoy wasting is not time wasted. You need to have fun in your life. So having a vision for how you want your life to be, what do you do for recreation? What do you do for play? Do you walk? Do you run? Do you travel? Do you cook? Like what is fun and what is play for you? Let's have some fun. Let's have some fun in life. That brings us on to the sixth area of life, which uh, is learning. One of my favorite categories, learning and self-development. And Simon and I have got an entire series of episodes coming up for you on learning and self-development because we believe it is so important. It's so important. 
building the life you want comes from learning things, from growing, from developing as a human building and getting to where you want to. So this education is a critical area. What do you want to learn? Do you want to be more confident? Let's read books on confidence. Let's go on courses on confidence. This is actually where I started. I was, uh, I was bullied heavily at school and I had some dark times and I came out of that a little bit of a mess. And it wasn't until someone handed me a book called Notes from a Friend by Tony Robbins. Uh, I was in a complete mess at this stage. I worked for the family business and uh, my parents were getting divorced. And you do not want to work in the family business when the parents are getting divorced. It was an absolute mess. So I left my job. So my family is a wreck. My job was a wreck. And I went to my girlfriend and I said to her, would you like to come to Brazil with me? I've always wanted to go. Like, everything's a mess here. Come traveling with me. I, I know you don't have the money. I'll pay. Just come. <laughs> and she said, Alan, I don't love you anymore. <laughs> so in that moment, my career fell to pieces. My family fell to pieces and my love life fell to pieces. And I was an utter wreck. And I decided to go to Brazil on my own. And as I was leaving, someone changed my life. They handed me a book. His name was Matvey Mihailovich Nanin, and uh, I cannot thank you enough for handing me this book, Matt. And he handed me notes from a friend by Tony Robbins, which I read on Copacabana Beach, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, and it completely changed my life. And self-development is something that is critical. And you, I'm sure you know that you're listening to this podcast. You wouldn't be listening to this podcast and learning and growing alongside me if you didn't know this. But getting conscious about what do you want to learn and what do you want to know? If it's confidence, let's buy books on confidence. Let's go on courses on confidence. Let's watch the YouTube channels of confidence. If it's marketing, let's learn marketing from the ground up. If it's sales, like just learning sales, you can directly track the income for my business to the books, the education and the courses I've been on about sales. Learning and developing, learning sales has changed my life, created income, built incredible relationships because sales is really about service and it's had a phenomenal impact on me. So thinking about what do you actually need to learn? And the question I would ask you is when you thought about what you want your life to be like, the question then is, who do I need to become to have this life? And my answer was, I wanted to grow this type of business or do this. Well, I need to become an excellent salesman. I need to become a marketeer. I need to become a presenter. And then I would break that down and I would go about it. And I spent best part of a decade learning to be a great presenter, studying every course, reading every book, learning as much as I could. And that created the presenter, which delivered the pop-up business school courses, which got me the finances to help people. My life has been built on education and learning. So that's the sixth area. What do you want to learn? How are you going to grow? And then systematically going about it day by day, week by week. And the final area, the seventh one, is service and contribution. And I think this is a critical one. How are you going to make the world a better place? What do you want your life to be like this? What do you want your life to be like in this area? Because there is nothing like the reward of helping other people. And if you can help other people make money at the same time, well, actually, that's one of the main ways to get rich. You can have anything you want in life if, asterisks, you help enough other people get what they want in life. 
So how does your business help other people? How does your life help other people? Who are you serving? What are you contributing? How are you giving? What do you want your life to be like this? And I have a very clear vision for what I want my life to be like in this area. I want to change the way entrepreneurship is taught. I want to help people build businesses without debt. I want them to take control of their own financial life and make their own money doing something they enjoy. That's driven me for years and years and years. And if you can find how you want to serve the world, do you want to change food? Like if you're you're a chef and you're doing a food business, do you want to help people be more healthy? Do you want to help them have more flavor in their life? Do you want to excite their taste buds and improve their life? And if that's you and you want to excite taste buds, please do feel free to contact me because I love food. <laughs> but how do you want to help people? How are you contributing? I don't care what it is. If you're an artist, you're improving the aesthetics of people's spaces. You're inspiring people with your energy, your stories that the art tells. If you're a writer, a blogger, if you're building a business, there's always something there. So how are you serving the world and what are you contributing? Because that, that is the way to get wealthy through service and contribution to other people. So there's the seven areas of life. Finance and money, business and career, relationships, health and wellness, recreation and play, learning and service and contribution. And if you can create a vision for yourself in each of those areas of life and start to slowly work towards it, it is incredible how you will build the life of your dreams. So this episode is all about building the life you actually want because the extraordinary belongs to those that create it. So those were the seven areas of life and I want you to start asking yourself questions about it. Write down those areas of life and start asking the questions. What's my dream vision for how I want life to be like in this area? How would I spend my time each day in my business and my career if it was just how I wanted it? Start journaling, break it down, work out what you want, and then let's start working on it. And one of the thoughts here is people overestimate what they can achieve in a year and they underestimate what they can achieve in a decade. I used to set goals all the time of I'm going to make £100,000 this year and I get really excited in January and I plough out into the world and I start to try and make £100,000. And then by about February, I go, oh, I've not really done it. I'm not on track. I'm not going to make £100,000. And I would get disheartened and I would sit on the sofa and watch some movies and feel disappointed and I would give up. And that's because... I completely overestimated what I could achieve in a year and I underestimated what I could achieve in a decade. And I want you to start thinking more long term because if your goal is to be a millionaire, if your goal is to be financially independent, that's not going to happen overnight. That's not going to be a click of the fingers and then it's going to happen. That's a long term goal. That takes years. That takes a decade. But it's possible. And Katie and I pretty much went from zero to a millionaire in 10 years. And we've got the chart. We were doing the chart recently to see that progress. And it is unbelievable what you can achieve over time. You've just got to start where you are. And if you start by taking small actions every day, if you start by doing what you know will build the vision in the future every single day, if your vision is financial independence, start taking £10 a day or £5 a day or $10 a day or $5 a day and putting it in the investment account and start investing it. If your vision is to build your business and to have customers, start making five sales calls a day every single day. 
do a post every single day on Facebook and Instagram and market your business, speak to 10 people on LinkedIn, network, do the daily actions that create the future you want. If it's learning and development, read 10 pages of a marketing book every day and then implement what you learn. Do something every single day to move yourself towards your dream. And actually, I think this is one of the most critical skills you can have is the ability to take a big vision, to break it down into small steps, to start to stay motivated and hungry and doing things every day that build that dream and move you towards it. And I think it's such a critical skill. I think this is actually one of the major differences between the people who are successful and the people aren't. As the ability to do what is needed to be done daily to get to where you want to. And I think this is so critical. I've planned an entire series of episodes for you on this. So episode 12 is me talking about how to get things done. 13, I've got Dave Crenshaw, who wrote the book, The Myth of Multitasking, talking about how to make things happen. And then I am so excited about what's coming next, 14 and 15. Like I've been wanting to bring this to you for so long. We've got Robert Peake, who is a getting things done expert on the process that David Allen created, who's going to be coaching Simon. And you can experience Simon, I, and a friend of the show called Peter working together on the skills of getting things done. And then we have David Allen, who wrote the book, Getting Things Done. He had an incredible impact on my life and Katie's life. He will be on the show talking about how to make progress because this Like this is the bit. Thinking about life in terms of projects and next actions and the ability to get things done every day, that's how you build your dream future. You don't have to list everything. You just need to know the outcome and what the next action is and take a step towards it every day. If you can do that, if you can go, here's my outcome. Today, I'm going to read 10 pages on marketing. I'm going to implement what I've learned and I'm going to do a bit of marketing and then I'll come back at it tomorrow. If you can do that, if you can take one step a day, two steps a day and gradually, relentlessly march towards you want to create, it's unbelievable what you can build. And you can do this. I know you can. I am not the smartest cookie in the box. I mix my metaphors. I fluff my lines. Andrew, the editor, very kindly makes me sound far better on this podcast than I actually am. Maybe you could leave a few mistakes in, Andrew, so people can see I'm human. But if I can do this, I know you can. And I'm here to support you along the way. You just need to take action. You need to start today building the life you want to build. So start at the top. How do you want life to be? Begin with the end in mind. And then let's take steps towards building that. I believe in you and the extraordinary belongs to those that create it. And I want you to be one of those people that builds whatever extraordinary means to you. This is the fascinating bit as well. Extraordinary means something different to every single person. So there is limitless possibility of what extraordinary means. You just need to start. You can have any life you want to. Choose to build something cool. Choose to take action. Choose to work to make your dreams become reality. Stand out. Be different. Be yourself. Be a rebel entrepreneur.